Well, hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. Uh, excited to have two new friends here today, Dustin and Chris, and uh, really excited to dive into their journey, uh, all that they've been doing on Amazon over the recent years, and this tool that they've built in their spare time, just because you know they weren't busy enough being uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs. So uh, Dustin, Chris, welcome to the show today. Great to have you on. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. No, you're so welcome. Whereabouts are you guys uh, calling in from? Obviously the U.S., but whereabouts in the U.S.? We are in Kansas City, Missouri, okay. both of us. Uh, right. Chris lives about 40 minutes north of me. Uh, we're opposite sides of the city, but same city. Right. And so are you guys in uh, business together, like Amazon business together? Has it always been that way? No. no? Not no. yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. You never know what's going to come uh, down the road. But no, we uh, we both. It's interesting. We both started our own Amazon businesses at around the same time, around 2014. We we I didn't meet Chris until what 2019 when we started yeah. working at uh, Saloza together. But uh, yeah, we did not. Uh, we we're not in business together uh, individually. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you both started 2014. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. That's like OG kind of style. That's a long time ago. In, <laughs> it was Amazon, easier. <laughs> how how thing, how different were things in twenty fourteen, geez, to what they are now? Oh my god. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I started selling in twenty seventeen and it feels like it's so different uh even between then and now. So twenty fourteen it must have been I mean, you could, yeah, you would have still been able to pay for reviews then. That was how long ago it was. Yeah, back back then it was, you know, uh, wild wild west. Uh, you could yeah. throw up anything on Amazon uh, here in the U.S. marketplace. You could throw up anything on Amazon and it would sell immediately, uh, quick, without doing much advertising. PPC was still confusing; people weren't really using it. Um, but you would, you know, you would give away product at ninety nine percent off, and they would leave a review. And the review would have to say, like, I got this in exchange for a review yeah, yeah. or I got the spark for free. Like, that, that was, like, the review process back then. So everybody was doing it. Everybody was giving away product. There was groups that were involved. There was ways to do it. But you could really rank a product fast Ooh. and start to, see, start to see results really quick. Well, yeah. I can even go more into that. I mean, when I – in 2014, when I launched my first product, you could – on Amazon.com – go to the list of reviewers and you could mm. go, to, you could filter it by who leaves the most reviews on that list was the reviewer, their bio and their email address. <laughs> so you could, I would, I launched my product and I had somewhere in North of 200 reviews within probably like three or four weeks because I emailed that whole list they would send me their address. I'd ship them the product, and they would leave a review. And it was totally above board. It was, it would there was not against terms of service at that time. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, so yes, in terms of, <clears throat> also there was less competition. Yeah. Uh, so you could, get, you could get into, you could launch real basic staple products, and I mean, be right there next to Nike or whoever else was big. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was very wild wild west very different uh but it's probably a great thing that it's evolved the way it's evolved uh yeah because there was only like there was only like two podcasts back then um mm. there were two original podcasts back then like everybody started there was only maybe like 
two people or three people talking about this space. Mm. Not a lot mm. of, not a lot of like information out there. Um, mm. You had to join courses if you wanted to learn more, but you know there's a few videos on YouTube. But I learned a lot of my stuff. I think Dustin did too, just by listening to podcasts and just mm. trying to figure out how to do it and go step by step. And yeah. one thing led to another, and here we are. Yeah, I, I remember the uh, first course I took. <clears throat> it, it was. Uh, it was in probably 2013 or 14. Um, it was the only one that I had heard of. And it was clearly guys who just, they would make courses of everything. You know, it's like <laughs> they were just putting together courses, whether they'd really done it or not. This course, I mean, I took it in like 25 minutes. I mean, it was like, wow. here's how you find a supplier. Here's how you make a listing. Go sell. I mean, it was super basic, but it was all I needed to get started at that time so yeah it it has evolved now because you talk about like courses like freedom ticket that take you like 90 hours to get through uh but that's the nature of the way things have changed yeah and i always say that to people you know like obviously it is more competitive but there are real positive changes that have happened as well like when you guys launched obviously it was easier to get ranked but you didn't have the data that we have now to verify whether that was a good product idea you know what keywords to use where to use them any of that stuff you know it was kind of throwing mud at the wall a bit more uh albeit that mud would often stick but it was still a little bit less predictable maybe than it is now yeah the the product research process was go to the amazon bestsellers uh (laughs) niche down in the niche and find products that have like less than 200 reviews and just launch those products. Like that was it. Like that, that was all you did. Yeah. And then you just threw them up there and they see if it worked and, and then you just rinse and repeat. But yeah, it's way different now. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. It is, it is very different. I, I was going to say something. I had lost my train of thought, but it, yeah, it's fun thinking back on those days. Uh, oh, I know. I was going to say, I mean, I like today, People, when you're learning how to sell on Amazon, you're you're presented with the almost the complete journey now, like yeah. where it's like the ability to sell your business in two years mm-hmm. is the goal. My goal was to how can I make a couple bucks uh, yeah. selling on products? You know, yeah. I mean, I was six months in before I created an LLC. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, you know, it's like all that stuff, like setting everything up <clears throat> in a way that's going to be sellable in the future and creating a brand, <clears throat> like a brand you want to, you know, yeah, really yeah. grow. Those were, I mean, it was just like, what can I sell? What can I sell? I mean, it was all, it was almost like arbitrage, yeah. uh, but you were trying to create your own product, but you didn't care. I mean, I had like <clears throat> seven brand names rolling in my account, uh, <laughs> You know, by 2015, I was like, oh, that product looks good, but it doesn't fit my fitness brand. So let me just make this uh, this new brand. Yeah. I, it, was, it was it was very different. It was so easy before brand registry as well. I mean, you could just, yeah, I, I did the same. I created four brands at once. I think I only ever used two of them, you know, eventually. And uh, but I had them all on Amazon and you didn't have to have brand registry. And so it's, it's very different. But uh, talk to me then about how those first few years for you guys, 2014, through to sort of 2017 2018 what was that journey like you obviously saw some growth because you stuck around um what were the kind of the developments for you guys along that stage of the journey chris you can go first on this one yeah so when i first started selling amazon it was not private label it was uh, all like stuff in the house that was still new just to kind of learn the process selling books uh figuring out like what is an fba shipment how do you do it 
So, we, you know, I was selling all that kind of stuff at the very beginning just to kind of get my feet wet to learn the process. And this is early 2014. Um, back then, um, no, no brand registry, no concept of branding. But I did find a product and I contacted a supplier and I didn't have much capital. Uh, so I took out two credit cards. I was like, I'm gonna take out two business credit cards. So I heard it on a podcast. Somebody told me like, take out two, take out credit cards or they put their inventory on credit cards, whatever. So I was like, I'll, I'll take out two credit cards. But uh, my supplier wanted me to commit to like thousands of units. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't do a thousands of units. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, I just want to do a case, like one case of, uh, of the product because I want to test it out. I want to see if this works. I want to learn how I ship it from China. I want to learn how it gets here before I commit to thousands of units. Well, this pirate came back and was like, how about you commit to like 10,000 packaging only and we'll send you just a case each time you need a case. I was like, okay, well, I'll do that. I mean, the packaging's cheaper. So I'll, you know, I'll commit to you know, 10,000 packaging and we'll see how this goes. So it went well. First, packet, first case went in, sent it in FBA, started getting sales immediately. And then just kept rinsing and repeating and, and kept getting more and more in. Uh, I added more variations to that product. Uh, it, was a, uh, it was an electronic product. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do electronic products anymore uh, if I was in this niche, if I was starting over. Uh, one thing I learned is people will get a product and quickly, if they can't figure out how it works or if they don't know where something goes on the product, they'll just refund it and, and get it sent back to you. So now you got all these returns coming back. So electronic, I would not do. But yeah, th that's kind of where I got my feet wet and, and, and just kept going, rinse and repeating, adding more products. Um, get a lot of a lot of hurdles along the way. Uh, you know, racked up some debt along the way. Still got some debt. So, you know, it just it's a it's a process. So you learn it and you you just yeah. keep going. Uh, I could have gave up a lot of times, but uh, I didn't. I just you know kept kept fighting the good fight. Yeah, good man. We'll see yeah, I'm uh, similar. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's funny that it's funny how many people Chris and I talked to where 2014 is how they started. Mm -hmm. They did retail arbitrage. Then they realized they could go private label. Then they were successful. Then they started an agency. And it's like, it's like, it's amazing how, how many people have followed that, that journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, uh, I was a tennis pro for a long time, teaching tennis professional. Uh, after college, I was doing that. Um, got married. It was my full-time job. I started having kids. Uh, but I've always uh, done little side hustle stuff. I was, I tried to, I failed spectacularly at launching a uh, software program uh, for tennis pros to help do online scheduling. Okay. Uh, to my credit, I was ahead of the curve. Uh, but on that, but as soon as that came out and people, there was a lot of all this online scheduling tools, I just got completely shellacked. Um, so I've always tried to do things. I, I, I mean, Chris and I joke, we kind of like to go fast and break things. Uh, it's like, just, if you have an idea, just yeah. go pursue it, go pursue it. It's either going to work or not yeah. work. Uh, so I did a lot of that, did affiliate marketing, um, d just did all kinds of things. Cause the, it lended itself perfectly to my job. Cause as a teaching pro, I'd have a lesson at nine in the morning and then be off until noon and then have two lessons and then be off for a couple hours. I was always had time uh, to do this. So FBA came around. I did retail arbitrage, uh, followed all these podcasts. There's a podcast called the amazing seller by Scott Volker that I listened to every single yep. day, followed all the, 
the processes he had, he was great. Um, and so my first product I launched was uh, resistance bands uh, in the fitness space. So just like those strip bands you put around your legs and, you know, do squats and lunges and stuff with them. Um, Beachbody had just come out at that time, uh, which was a workout program. And there was this program called Insanity that was like super huge and had resistance bands in it. And uh, everybody was buying these. <clears throat> so I launched it. And I was not prepared for what happened because they sold like crazy. And I did that reviews, reached out to the reviewers. Um, so I was sitting there talking to my wife. I'm like, oh my God, I just, I just sold like 300 units today. I'm like, I wow. cannot believe this. I mean, this is like, yeah. this is legit. I mean, I just made like a week's worth of tennis lesson money today. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, so I just kept, kept rolling with it. Uh, sales kept increasing. Um, that's when I learned uh, the interesting thing that I think people aren't prepared for is if you do have a pr product that's successful, you don't have the capital ready for the growth. I mean, I ordered like 3,000 units. Oh, no, I ordered 500 units for my first one. Then I ordered 3,000. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm selling like hundreds a day. So I need to order like 20,000. It's taking a month to get them. And I'm like, okay, that's a lot of money. You know, that's... You know, I was getting it for like two bucks a piece, but that's 40 grand. And I had nowhere, I, I, 40 grand was like a foreign number uh, to yeah. me. So I was, so I had, I was like, okay, well, this is working. So let me take out, so I was taking out some loans, building it up and it worked. It kept growing. I kept launching new products in the space. Um, and in 2017, I was able to quit my job. And that was the probably, I mean, I, I can still remember that feeling. I'm like, I can't believe this. Yeah, my yeah, family yeah. and friends are like, what is going on? I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I created a brand and I've got lots of products I'm selling on Amazon. And they're like, what? And like, well, you can do that? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, somehow I stumbled into this and was able to quit my job. Um, so we moved back to Kansas City where I'm from. And, you know, I was working from home. I probably, looking back, got a little casual with how easy that was. Yeah. I remember being at like 9 a.m. I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm done. For, you know, I'm pretty much done for the day. It's 9 a.m. I, I don't have much to do. I've already checked my PPC. I've already talked to my supplier. I had a couple of VAs working for me. Like, hmm, this is cool. Um, so my mistake at that time was, was not being, like right now with this podcast and talking, you know, having all these friends in the industry, uh, we're very aware of like what's coming down the pipe, what, yeah. you know, what hurdles that people are having and like the risk that is inherently involved. Uh, I mean, you, you could go from making a million to zero super quick yeah. and it could be completely out of your control. And so I wasn't prepared for what was about to happen around that 2018, 2019. And I'd already committed myself now where I'm living off this income. So I'm taking a hefty pull out of my earnings to support my family, yeah. uh, to replace my income. Uh, and I wasn't prepared for the level of competition. If you go search resistance bands right now, you can scroll for about four hours and never run out of listings. And they've all got like, you know, 20,000 reviews. The, the margins are like 10%. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. Um, so sales started slipping. I had all this debt I incurred. Uh, and that was about 
a couple months of a little bit of panic. Okay, yeah, yeah. what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, I know this is a long story. I'm sorry, but this has got to be helpful for people out there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I pivoted. I started doing other things, started teaching tennis again. At the same time, like, I'm not, this has worked. This worked. I know I can do this. So I got way more involved, um, started going to meetups, started reaching out to people, ended up at a meetup meeting the founder of the founders of Solozo, um, like Chris did, um, and was able to join, join with them. Uh, they liked, they, they were really smart. The founders were smart about bringing in people with the seller side experience. Yeah. That was attractive to me because it's like, yeah, we're an advertising tool. Slows is an advertising tool, but it only the advertising tool only works if you have everything else in place. If you're not making yeah. all these other mistakes, or if you've got good listings, good you know, good products and stuff. Uh, so, got in with Slows. It's been a ton of fun. Started the podcast. Was able to network. We've learned a ton, both Chris and I, uh, just in our journey. And now we're able to help others with, you know, figuring out how their journey is going to look, uh, how, how to help them you know, reach their goals and we've been able to pivot. And now I do all kinds of things on Amazon. Um, you know, even we were talking about this, I mean, even stuff like online arbitrage, trying to launch new products, launch new brands and just create strategies. So it's been, it's really, it's a fun journey. If you've, if that's your personality, like yeah, my personality is I'm okay with failure. Uh, yeah. I'm okay with, I have a pretty high risk tolerance. Yeah. Um, and I love, competition comes from my yeah, yeah. sports background yeah, yeah. uh so it's it's really fun for for me yeah definitely uh, that's awesome man inspiring story and um hats off for you know pushing through because it's not not easy like you say i think most people come into this business if it's their first business they see all of the youtube ads and the hype around the business and they think that i'm just going to instantly succeed because this is an easy business but they don't uh, recognize that yeah there there is uh, failure that you have to deal with there's challenges that you have to overcome it's like any other business model so it's uh yeah thank you for thank you for being real and sharing the sharing the real journey um oh, for sure but you guys uh you know but pushing through and uh you know seeing some great stuff now and uh obviously have connected uh, more later, which is funny because you, you live in the same area so, and you didn't know each other before you started working on this, but you were, you were living in the same area. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah. And that's what's, that's something like networking. Yeah. Dustin and I, uh, I'm speaking for him, but we were kind of like, like closed off, like from the Amazon space. We thought yeah. we knew it. We thought we'd, we just figured it out on our own, yeah. but that's something we've learned with being with Solozo and just being in the space is the power of like just getting out of your comfort zone and going to network and go to events. Even if you're like, ner like they're nervous too. Like the people there are nervous too. Yeah. So like you're nervous too. So like it, it's, it's, you learn a lot more. Uh, we were just got yeah. back from prosper mm -hmm. and just the, like the after parties and the show and, and like the, the networking that was done there. Like that, that probably took us two to three years to figure all that stuff out individually if we didn't yeah. do that stuff. So I think that, you know, if you're a seller out there, you're kind of like a hermit and you're, and you're stuck to yourself, like you got to get out and you got to just make yourself uncomfortable and get out and network. You'll, you'll learn a lot more because there's sellers doing things that you never even thought of. You're like, oh, I mm -hmm. could do that in my business and mm -hmm. it'll, it may escalate you further down the line. Yeah, definitely.
It's a good point that I think that Chris brings up because uh, yes, that was I and I said it. I mean, that was a failure on my part to not reach out and network. Nothing's easy. If I mean, there's always people doing better than you. Uh, you know, there and it takes work to do anything well. I don't think there's any free money out there. Um, but it, it's so funny because Chris is like they're nervous too. Like n- now that we've done, you know we've done the podcast and we're in the space a lot more. I mean, we've started, we've been speaking at events, you know, yes, we're, extreme, we're nervous, uh, <laughs> speaking. There's like imposter syndrome. Uh, there's all those things, but the people that are, are speaking, I mean, the only reason that they're quote unquote experts is because they've made all the mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they they're, and that's, what's really nice about this industry is, everybody's willing to offer advice. Everyone's willing to, they want, people want to see you succeed um, and they want to help. And so when you, when you open yourself up to that, when you open yourself to that, I mean, I can't, I could, it would take me forever to, to list all the things that we've implemented in our own businesses now that we never would have learned if we weren't constantly talking to people. I mean, Google advertising, uh, I learned a cool strategy for online arbitrage uh, that's building capital for more private label brands. Um, you know, the confidence in talking to other sellers. I mean, you can't, you can't, it's hard to believe what you could, it would take forever to list all those things yeah. that I never would have done. So I would encourage yeah, everyone sure. to start doing that now. Yeah, for sure. And you guys met at one of these marketing events, uh, sorry, networking events. Yeah. Yeah. Florida. So I, I started, I started at Solozo and uh, shortly thereafter, the head of sales over there said, Hey, we're going to hire another, uh, AE and he's also a seller. And I was like, what? There's another seller in the area. There's another <laughs> seller in the area. <laughs> like, I, like I didn't realize there was like another like seller. Like I thought like, There's no, no one's doing this. Uh, but surely he came on and gosh, when Dustin first came on, I think I onboard, like I did a call with him, uh, to go over his account. And he's like, you know, I'm about to join your team. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But, <laughs> Just, you know, but but like our our uh our rhythm goes well like uh we feed off each other really well uh mistakes he's made i've made uh, you know I, th- I think if if we would have met each other sooner in our amazon journey it, we would be you know f- real far ahead uh but that doesn't mean that things can't happen now so uh, mm-hmm. we're both learning um i just i'm addicted to this space i don't know what it is i love it i love talking to sellers uh, to kind of give you back i talked to a seller the other day he uh, committed to this program that was like com- completely automated, like automated FBA, right? Yeah. And you can yeah. figure out who that is. You yeah. can figure out who's selling that kind of program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, um, he got burned. He committed to an electronic product, didn't do an inspection. Product oh. got live. The plug is an EU plug that he bought. He needs the USA plug. So now he's out like 50K and he didn't know what to do. Like, he's like, what am I doing now? I'm like, you've got to get away from this program and get out of that contact. Like you've got to get away. You've got to figure out what you got to do now. And so like things like that, like I know he's learning and we've learned, we're doing stuff. We believe me, we've, we've got our own horror stories as well, but like, yeah, this is not a quick rich or get quick thing where you just mm. throw in a couple grand and all of a sudden you just start making money. You got to take your time oh, and yeah. you actually got to learn what's going on. 
Yeah, that's painful. Imagine doing painful. an electronic product and not doing an inspection. Oh, He's geez. like, I, I go, did you do an inspection? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, man. You you can't. He's like, no one told me. I thought this was just automated. I'm like, either you got a lot of capital you're just willing to throw money around or you just you really trusted these guys, but yeah. you got to figure that out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's gut-wrenching, that. Oh, yeah. Man. Crazy. And man. his answer was like, can I just go sell it in the European marketplace? I'm like, yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, man, that is, yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, then, so that's um, the part of the job we like to do. We get to talk to sellers. Yeah. I love talking to sellers. We get to meet people like you, Ben. It's, it's just a fun, fun space to be in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and then talk to us a bit about Solozo. Uh, obviously, you guys are, are pretty heavily involved with that now. Uh, firstly, like what, what are your sort of roles? Obviously, you, the podcast, sort of the, is it the marketing side? Is it the, the product side? It's a combo. Um, we're really, we wear, I think we wear a lot of hats. Um, I think yeah. number one at being in the game, uh, using the platform, the platform's phenomenal in what it does. Uh, but we're able to bring insights to like our development team, mm -hmm. our product team into like, Hey, we would really like to see this feature or, or these are the strategies that sellers are launching now. Can we mm -hmm. cater to these types of tactics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Solozo at its core is um, an, an Amazon advertising optimization and automation platform. Awesome. Uh, there's quite a few of them out there. Uh, ours, ours exists in a, 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 I feel like, sort of a unique niche in the, in the marketplace in that it allows you to automate your strategy. Um, it's... It's a little bit of a combo of uh, AI and your ability to create like high level rules, mm -hmm. uh, specifically around how you want uh, like your campaign structure to funnel keywords. Mm -hmm. um, you can create that kind of flow. We have a really unique um, setup called Campaign Studio where it's sort of like a workflow builder. Sort of like if anybody does any uh, many chats where you're you're looking at that grid and you've got like you can move drag and drop the 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 elements around. That's how you can drag and drop your campaigns around and link them all together. Um, so you have the ability to essentially like a couple clicks fully automate everything and also really get into the weeds um, and to make some some really strategic adjustments. Um, and then we also offer a lot of a lot of the software programs for PPC don't have uh, sort of account level and product level reporting. Mm -hmm. uh, ours has a lot of that in there. Um, so it's yeah for anybody who is has some sort of PPC knowledge, uh, they sort of have an idea of what they're trying to accomplish, but just downloading search term reports and pull and uploading bulk files to you know all your bid adjustments every day all you can get rid of, you can take that off your plate entirely where you're just focusing on you know what kind of target a cost am i looking for for this product you know what kind of budget do i want to allocate to it and then let the rest of it be be more automated in your in your structure so that's at, at a high level what Solosa provides to to our clients Nice. And what kind of strategies are you seeing your best uh, performing accounts uh, doing? Are they doing anything super crazy in terms of structure, you know, with, um, you know, search term isolation and 
keyword harvesting like they would be some of the more staple stuff but is there yeah is there any like crazy campaign structure or any wizardry tactics that people are using because ppc is is getting more competitive as well you know costs are up and so you know people need to upskill in that what what some of the things that you're seeing with that yeah search term isolation is definitely a hot topic uh Mm. taking individual search terms adding them to their own individual exact match campaign is, is a strategy we're seeing a lot of especially with the change of TOS and, and like how to rank a product. So mm. ads and PPC are definitely uh, just a puzzle piece now to, to the whole game, but people are using PPC more to help like improve their organic ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're doing that. A lot of strategy I'm seeing now is a single keyword campaigns, exact mm-hmm. match. Uh, but the, the trick is, and you don't want to miss out on some search terms. So, uh, you know, brain analytics, we, we've talked about it numerous times. We talked about a lot of others. Brain analytics is where you can find what search terms to go after uh, mm. for your product. So I don't think a lot of people use that to their advantage. Uh, definitely is something to use. Uh, and then you just find those search terms. The, the most important thing, though, is obviously making sure you're indexed for them, yeah. uh, making sure your listing looks right. But as far as strategies goes, I'm seeing a lot of single keyword campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those, you know, that they need to find new ones they do a broader phrase but a uh, single keyword seems to be a, a hot topic right now yeah for sure yeah uh, and i'm definitely um testing sort of lower uh, keyword campaigns because there is definitely something to be said for if you put in lots of keywords into one campaign some of them just aren't going to get any uh, budget put towards them what do you what are you guys sort of recommending either with the tool or just seeing other sellers do it you know like if you have a system because this is where i'm at now my sort of disparity and it is if you have a system of your funneling keywords from like a more broad uh into like a more exact campaign you might have a an exact campaign which is like your scale campaign quote unquote but once you get five six seven ten keywords in there then that creates the problem of, well, I'm going to have too many in there. So uh, are you guys seeing people create lots of campaigns and just each time there's a a search term that's performing well, then you're moving it into just its completely own campaign? Um, Or are you just seeing that single keyword strategy more for like ranking purposes? Yeah, something we're doing inside Solozo is we can, you can control the transfer of keywords from one campaign to the next. So for your example, you have a broad campaign, you tell us how many conversions you want to happen mm-hmm. before it moves to an exact campaign. Yeah. But your to your point, it doesn't limit how many keywords are going to be in that exact campaign over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So something we've we put a ticket in for our development team is not only control how many conversions happen when it goes mm-hmm. to an exact match, but also limit the number of keywords that are mm-hmm. in that exact match. Yeah, and then yeah. when it hits that limit, Solozo will spin off another exact match campaign mm. that's yeah, tied yeah. to that broad match campaign. Great idea. So you've just taken away the like the, the limits section. Mm. You're still adding keywords off a of transfer rule. Mm. But if you're doing this manually, yeah, you're going to have to manually create new manual campaigns yeah. Yeah. if you have hurt a certain level. Mm. Uh, because either you, if you don't have the budget to test all those keywords, I mean, it, some keywords won't get enough spend or enough impressions. So... Separating those out either by search volume or uh, by conversions, you can really hone in on them. Um, yeah, yeah. But that, that's a good point. We hear that a lot. It's like, how can I limit the keywords? I would say like 10 mm. to 15 keywords, maybe 20 at the max. Mm. 25 I see some people do, depending mm. on their budget. Yeah. Um, but separating them out is a good process. Yeah. One, to piggyback off that, I think, um, you know, there's a balance uh, that you're trying to meet. I mean, at the extreme you could put every single thing in its own campaign. 
Yeah. Okay, I mean, so I mean, you could every possible thing would be in its own campaign. Um, the benefit to that, obviously, is you've got very granular budget control. Uh, you can very granularly control your goal for each keyword. You know, maybe you're trying to rank for one and not the rest of them. Uh, so you have that you have that kind of control, but you're also elevating the amount of focus and time you might have to put towards that. Um, so there's a balance there uh, that you're trying to meet. I mean, one of the things that that I'll do is I'll have a standard keyword funnel, maybe like an auto to broad to an exact, uh, something of that nature, where it's it's funneling based on conversions through there. Uh, but then I'll create another campaign where I'll link it. I'll link that exact match to this other new exact match and put a a high conversion number on it so that way it's anything that's really converting a lot in that exact match campaign gets moved into another campaign so that way i can allocate more budget to it etc uh so that's a that's a way to let all the testing happen in a basic funnel but then get those ones that are eating all the budget and maybe your hero keywords out of that campaign um that way you know if you I do think if you've got a lot of low search volume keywords in a campaign, you can have more than 20, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it, it's, it's that it's those ones that are eating your budget that are really the ones you got to re- get out of there. So that's kind of like a, a, yeah. a backwards way of getting yeah. to single, single keyword campaigns or small mm-hmm. campaigns for just the specific ones that are necessary. Yeah. Uh, so that might be an, uh, an easier approach to accomplish a similar goal for if someone's doing this manually, that might be the way I would do it manually to to save yeah. workload time and get yeah. there. And to add to that, you could throw a top of search on there, top of search multiplier on that yeah. on that one that has a really good conversions. Now you're really being aggressive on these keywords because you already know they converted their whole pipeline. Yeah, yeah. Now you're just throwing top of search. You're going aggressive bids. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna own that bid. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a real ninja tactic there. I like it. I'm going to try that because, like you say, if you set it at five, six, seven, eight conversions, even, um, you know, that, that's going to be the ones that are going to be eating up most of that budget, and they're going to be separated out. And every time they are separated out, then that's going to create more room for the new ones coming in. Yeah, I like it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. The, the dream, I suppose, would be able to separate them by search volume. You know, if it's uh you know put a filter like if this then that kind of rule like if it's obviously getting say two conversions three conversions whatever you set it at and the search volume it depends on what obviously everyone's working on because there's estimates and there's real search volume data but you know just as a guide like if it's you know three conversions but under 200 uh, searches a month and then two to 500 500 to a thousand that would be the dream wouldn't it be able to separate it out like that but uh yeah yeah it's a a good workaround i like it a lot and we and and our team is working on stuff like that uh Mm. amazon you know we don't chris and i don't live in the developer world they they speak a completely different language uh than (laughs) we do um but in, in our in the conversations we have i mean amazon's api is opening up a ton of more data yeah that even two software companies, even data that uh, you know you can't see inside your Seller Central portal, uh, yeah. the development team has access to this data, and that's allowing for the potential development on things like this. Because to do like to separate by search volume, uh, you know, previously you're you're potentially pulling from two completely different data sets, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, search volume, uh, you know 
can you trust that data if it comes from like a scraping tool or mm -hmm. something like that? Mm -hmm. uh, but now that you're getting search volume uh, directly from Amazon, that's valuable data. So that those are things that are in the roadmap to be able to separate things out like that. Yeah, that's exciting. I was going to ask you about what's the, the roadmap for the tool. So we got one we're working on now. Uh, the one that's been a really hot topic is being able to link a sponsor brand headline ad or video ad to an existing auto or a manual ad. Mm -hmm. The reason yeah. that's important is you can have essentially an auto campaign that's feeding your new video ad campaign and it's feeding new keywords to this video ad campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen any tool that does that. Uh, but being able to, to add new keywords to your video ad or a headline mm -hmm. ad, even a display ad, uh, we've had some yeah. people ask about that, but that's something we're working on. Um, and that's going to be a game changer. People are really going to love that. That's going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That awesome. and Walmart advertising. Yeah. Oh, true. So yeah. That, what is the Walmart uh, advertising setup like? Um, oh. It's like Amazon. Amazon 2012, 2013. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Very basic, yeah. very basic. Um, there's, there's still on a, uh, one of the benefits of Amazon advertising is they have that, uh, second, second place, second place bidding. So like if you bid a dollar and your next competitor is 50 cents, you're going to win the auction at 51 cents. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walmart, you bid a dollar, they charge you a dollar. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's no, there's no second place bidding. Now I know Walmart's talking about releasing that. Wow. Um, so right there, I mean, that's uh, adding into your costs. Um, yeah. even, even things like, um, negative keyword creation. I mean, I think that's like, if Walmart, I, I mean, I haven't been in there recently, but I mean, they didn't have that before. <laughs> uh, you know, so I mean, that's, that's optimization one-on-one. So like we, there was, there was a lot of things that even even if we wanted to optimize it, there they didn't have the things to do that you wanted to optimize. Uh, they're developing quickly. Uh, obviously, they want to be a player in this space. We've just got access to their API now. Uh, awesome. So we're trying to see how much of what we have developed for Amazon works already with, yeah, with yeah. Walmart and then making the adjustments that we need. But that's going to be huge, too, because that's obviously a big talk in the space, too. Omni-channel selling. You know, yeah. you're not an Amazon seller. You're uh, a brand that sells on Amazon and other things. You know that that's a big topic. Um, you know, it's again, and it's it's why not? It's smart. What don't all your eggs in one basket? Setting you up for a risk tolerance that's too high. You know, yeah. if you can, if your Amazon accounts get shut down tomorrow, that's gonna suck. Unless you've got other channels that you're selling on. So uh, we're trying to support sellers that are more omni-channel and we want we want to grow with the way that they're growing yeah that's awesome that's awesome and you uh you talked about product launches chris earlier that the adaptation and having to use ppc more um what are you guys using and seeing for successful product launches at the moment yeah definitely ppc is on top of that so it's sprinkled in a little bit more than it used to be mm. uh but ppc is definitely one of them um influencers is another one and I'll touch on a little bit of these. And then Google ads, uh, yeah. you know, bring in traffic from Google to an Amazon listing. Even if they add it to cart helps with the ranking. Yeah. Uh, so just getting added carts is good. Uh, getting more traffic to the listing, you know, people buying it through Google is, is going to be a win-win. It works like three to one. So 
you know, you can really get a boost if you're running Google ads uh, to your Amazon listing. Another one is running Google ads to your Amazon storefront. Uh, so if you sell a, a you know package of products or a bundle of products all in the same niche, maybe looking into driving traffic to your storefront page. Yeah. Um, but on the influencer side, that's a hot topic. TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, using your email list, like these all go in together. But it's a matter of setting up the plan and having this all ready to go day one so that when you do go live, you can just start turning on some switches, you know, turn on your Google ads, uh, enter the Vine program. Now, uh, this is a thing I learned from net- networking with a guy. Uh, he's like, how do you get reviews? I'm like, I'll just put products in the Vine program and, and launch it that way. He's like, that, that's a bad idea. Because people in the Vine program, the Vine program, they are buyers that are conditioned to look at everything on the product, oh, right? Your packaging, your inserts, a little bit of a like a scratch on it. They're going to ding you for it. So he's like, you got to be careful because they're going to tear your product apart and try to, you know, get see if there is a five star review there. So uh, I, that it, I didn't realize that. So that's you know another point. But as far as launching goes, Google Ads, um, using uh, influencers and heavy heavy PPC uh, at the beginning, and then you can kind of dial those back a little bit as you uh, maintain that organic ranking. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we're just about to test some Google Ads for a launch. This will be the first time I've done it. We've always done uh, rebates for launches. Uh, yeah. Uh, so th- this will be our first product launch since those uh, terms of service changes. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Gonna uh, gonna test that out. But, yeah, from everywhere I've seen, it's, it's pretty powerful to, to use Google Ads. It, it is. Ads. There's a cool tool. Uh, we're not affiliated in any way with it, uh, mm-hmm. but it's called Ampt, A-M-P-D dot I-O. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah. It makes that process so easy it's um, slick, it's slick yeah. cuz there's a um you know the obviously amazon ads in in some way are super easy cuz there's no copy it's your product yeah. i mean yeah, it's yeah. just like what keywords do you want to show for that's it yeah. you know google ads i mean there's this whole element of how well does the copy convert mm-hmm. you know and yes. how well you know and getting your brand attribution yes. link in there mm-hmm. i mean that's yeah. you know it's fairly simple yeah. but it's not I mean, it's not that easy. There's yeah, got to go through some hoops to get there. Um, so Amp makes that. I mean, I I had Google Ads up for my product with the brand attribution link with good copy. They suggest copy in there. I mean, in like five minutes. Nice. So it's it and, it and it does work. It does boost your organic ranking, and they're tracking your ranking. Um, so anybody should check that out. It's a pretty cool tool. Yeah, for sure. No, that's good. That's good. That's awesome. Um, so uh, talk to us a little bit. Just I know you guys are busy. It's Good Friday today recording for everyone that's listening. These guys yeah, are yeah, yeah. taking time out on a, on a holiday to uh, to come and chat about Amazon. Where else would you be? So I know exactly. we, we, we appreciate that. Um, but talk to us a little bit just to finish up then for anybody that's coming into this space. We've talked a lot about, uh, you know, what it used to be like and it was easier and throw a product up and make money give us something like talk to us about what your mentality would be coming into this as a new seller 2022 wants to build a real business real opportunity what's the right approach to take uh give some words of encouragement give us your best advice can i start chris yeah i know you want to (laughs) (laughs) i I think we have the same ideas i love this i love this topic um because we talk to so many sellers 
who are coming to us for advertising. They, you know, they've already figured out their product and everything. And the thing that I realize a lot is their, their expectations of what's going to happen or what it's going to cost or the hurdles involved are pretty divorced from reality. Yeah. Um, and so the advice I would give is I, I would, number one, I would talk, I would make sure that I'm talking to people that are in the game. I would make sure that those people are analyzing my product selection. Uh, I would make sure that they tell me, Hey, how much do you think it's going to cost to launch this product? Um, you know, you see a lot of people say, Oh, you know, I had a $10,000 budget and I bought $9,000 worth of product. So I have a thousand dollars left. And it was like, you're, you're going to struggle. Like you, that's not enough. Uh, especially for, for the niche that you're in. Um, but the, the opportunity side of that and what everyone should be excited about is there's a zillion products that you could potentially sell. There's so much opportunity. It's, it's off the charts. There's more opportunity than when Chris and I started. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, uh, it's, it can, it's a little easier maybe to talk to suppliers now it's uh, suppliers this day and age are very adapt at what people are trying to do on Amazon. So they've catered, mm -hmm. they've shifted and catered things. You can get smaller order quantities on products, uh, now than you used to be able to, they understand all the logistics of like labeling and getting stuff in They're set up for that. Um, so if you have an understanding of how competitive your niche is, in conjunction with what your budget is and if you can start with small order quantities prove out a concept without without destroying your bankroll you know your initial bankroll maybe launching three products at the same time with a, a hundred units each you know figuring out what works that way your risk level is really low i think people that come in like that that have the understanding that hey I, i'm going to do a thousand dollar inventory buy on my initial order and i'm going to commit you know three thousand dollars to marketing uh to launch this you know that that's where i think people are maybe not seeing the, like the, the the impact and what it's going to do uh for you but so much opportunity to succeed i think you just have to talk to people to make sure like is this achievable with what i've got right now mm. um that's what that would be my recommendation across the board yeah, yeah that's touch on a little bit there was with the order quantities uh amazon or uh, amazon alibaba has this option where it's ready to ship uh this is something dustin actually showed me where you can order like small quantities of an item uh 50 100 units and get it relatively fast you don't have to wait the you know three months to get it across the sea and, and just start getting your feet wet with sticking things up on amazon and learning the process mm -hmm. and if that hits if something hits you can then go back to that supplier that look, I'm now wanting to buy like 5,000 units mm. and I'm going to need better pricing than what I did when I bought hundred units. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of like test things out. So you don't put all your money into something like I would, if I was starting again, I would do this exact same method. Go find first do really good product research, figure out how to do product research. Cause that's a science like to figure that out, but then just find like two or three products, small quantities, ready to ship option on Alibaba throw them up there with some UPC codes and just get familiar with the situation and, and you may find some. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great shout. And uh, Dustin, you mentioned online arbitrage earlier. It's something that I've uh, never really done. I did a, a little bit of like, um, 
sort of liquidation stuff, testing that out a while ago, but never really dove too deep into it. But I think for new sellers, it can be a great option whilst they're researching. A, can help build up capital, but B, like you said, Chris, just navigating the craziness of Amazon Seller Central is a learning curve in itself. So doing something like that to get on the platform, start making uh, moves, you know, taking action, I think that's, that's a great shout. I will, online arbitrage is going to be a, a big part of my business moving forward. It's, yeah. uh, the risk level's low. Uh-huh. It's really fascinating. I can give some people some some of the things that are, are working really well. I mean, the, for anybody that doesn't know what online arbitrage is, you find stuff on Amazon that's selling, selling decent, that doesn't have that many other sellers on the buy box. And then you see if you can buy it from any other store uh, that is selling it cheaper. And you would be shocked at how many products are like that. Uh clothes makeup um you know toys there's there's so many really it's anything um household supplies i'm selling uh this candy okay where i'm multi-packing it so i order this candy and i put it in i polybag it with multiple packs in it and the I, the ROI is like off. It's like 150% ROI on this product. It's, it's insane. Um, but it's interesting what you, what you can do with that. And so you don't have a lot of capital outlay. You can buy 10, 10 units of this product and 10 units of that product. Worst case scenario, you have to drop your price down to break even and get your money back. Um, but now I'm, I'm a part of a group that I get a list. They have VAs that are making all the research of like, oh, it's at Target for this much or Walmart for this much, and it sells for this much on Amazon. And I just order them. Every day, the FedEx truck comes to my house like six times and drops boxes off. And so then I have my boys help me out. I'll, I'll list all the inventory. They'll label it, and we'll ship it in. Um, but it's continuous capital. So it's allowing now to... to take that capital, launch a private label brand, a private label product. But uh, it's really fun. It's also unbelievable product research. Like yeah. unbelievable because you, you're, I'm, I'm over in this niche and then that niche and then this niche and that niche and all this stuff's going in. And I'm like, wow, this is a pretty cool product. And there's only like two or three other like brands that are selling on Amazon. It's selling like crazy. This is an opportunity. I could launch my own brand right here with this. So it's a, another unique way to do product research. Um, but I just think there's so many ways to, to potentially make money on Amazon, whether it's retail arbitrage, online arbitrage. We talked to a guy who does drop shipping uh, the other day, which was kind of interesting because drop shipping can be frowned upon and you're kind of worried if like Amazon's okay with it. But in some of these scenarios, it's like it seems like a, a really good fit. Um, we we're talking about like heavy stuff, like tables, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. things that people expect to take like a week and a half to get delivered, um, and they expect it to not come prime from Amazon. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there, but and I think everyone can find their sweet spot. So, Definitely. yeah, I think you're so right. You know, 2022. Is still an incredible time of opportunity. Uh, like you said, there was uh, things that were easier back then, but there is way more opportunity 
to grow something substantial now you know i think a lot more back then it was a side hustle mentality whereas now it's like well okay this is a serious wealth building opportunity so um and you guys are doing some great stuff in that and obviously solozo is helping a bunch of sellers do that if, uh, if people want to find out more about solozo uh, where should they go yeah, just head on over to solozo.com. That's S-E-L-L-O-Z-O.com. Uh, there'll be a little button on there that says book a demo. You'll get Dustin or I, and we'll chat. We'll, just, we'll do just like this. I mean, we'll, we'll bring up your account. We'll look at your listings. We'll see if you're a good fit. We'll talk to you if you need you know, better listings or images or whatever it is. Uh, we'll, we'll chat with you, and, and then hopefully we'll get you on a free trial with Solozo and start to show you the power of something to do with your ppc and get some sort of system set up for your ads nice. that's probably the easiest also I, i'll let you do it dustin you can shout out the podcast oh yeah yeah you can you can tune into us we co-host a podcast called two amazon sellers and a microphone we had been on it was great uh but we we live stream it and it goes then it's on every podcast platform out there but uh we do an episode almost every single day um yeah so i saw we, that i didn't realize how frequently you did it it's crazy uh yes. next week we have like 12 <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. yeah sometimes we do more than one a day uh yeah. but uh it's it's so fun um it's casual i mean we just conver- we have a conversation we th- i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing i don't even know if i should even say it but like we do like almost zero prep for yeah, like yeah, we yeah. have we have a guest come on we talk to him for about a minute. We go live. It's totally live. There's no editing. And we just go wherever the conversation goes. Um, so for us, it's a li- it's really, it's like super organic. It's like you met somebody like at a, a you know, at a restaurant and you just start chatting with them for a while. Uh, but we, every time, I mean, I, I have a pencil in my hand the whole time we're on because I'm like taking notes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is I got, I got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's fun. So anybody can tune into that. Uh, two Amazon sellers and a microphone. Yeah, definitely highly recommend it. It was uh, I haven't done loads of podcasts myself. I've done uh, about like a few, but not not a uh, a regular um, thing. But uh, I enjoyed it the most of of anything I've done because just like you said, it was a, a real conversation. And I think that's what I'm trying to do on this as well is, you know, sometimes we structure it and have questions, but I think the stuff that I get the feedback, the best feedback about is more natural conversations because I'm on this journey, you know, and uh, the questions I'm asking are going to help me build my business. And so it's kind of like, hey, I'm just going to have conversations with you that's going to help me build my business. And then if I do that in the hope that other people listening in will get that benefit too. So, um, so yeah, it's good. I love that natural feel. That's why I wanted to get you guys on the show, and uh, definitely, uh, hopefully, people have picked that up in this episode too. That uh, you know, some some good strategy, some good uh, conversation, and I really appreciate you guys coming on. Glad Thank you. Thanks it. for having us. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode, guys. Like Dustin and Chris said, definitely do check out Solozo and uh, get one of their beautiful faces on a demo <laughs> and uh, and check it all out. Look forward to uh, seeing how the journey goes with Solozo and seeing everything that kind of unfolds for these guys. And for you guys too, we'll see you in another episode next week.